Hey y'all, what's happening? What's going on? So bear with me. We've been, you know, away enjoying the season. We believe in self-care and family and taking care of each other and spending time with our loved ones, whoever that, you know, whoever that may be, friends, family, co-workers, whoever's in that circle. So thank you all for tuning in tonight on The Sound of Black and Brown. CJ here, I hope wherever you are, you are grateful and know how important you are and that you're valued. And if nobody told you, let me tell you, you're pretty damn amazing. I think we need to be nicer to each other people. I would like to think with all that's happening right now globally, you know, we need to do better. We really do. We need to treat each other better. I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm actually um, checking out a new method um, on our pod, a new on our pod platform. So bear with me. You know, it's the year end. So a lot of things are happening. Platforms are doing their updates, you know, things like that. And so tonight I'm testing out a new feature. So I hope you bear with me and I hope it goes as expected. So we have a lot to unpack here. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Recently, last week, actually, we did go live. We streamed live. Like I said, we were more focused on spending time with family. We do believe in self-care. If I had it my way, this is why I can't run for office. People work four days a week. I actually do miss the days when you couldn't go to the store on a Sunday. You had no choice right? You had to stay home with your family. You had to figure out something else to do, whatever that may be. The point I'm trying to make here is, you know, we work so much, we work so hard, and I don't know if we're taking care of ourselves. Be selfish. That could look like anything. That could look like, you know, just reading a book, taking a walk. We need to do it because there's a lot of tension in the air. At least that's what I feel. I mean, it's like the layers of the onion are falling off right around us in different ways, shapes, and form. You know, we're seeing people who were in leadership or are in leadership really shaming us. As a friend said to me, there are no more heroes. There are no more heroes. That's a heavy statement. I don't know if people even have dreams anymore. You know, I myself had to think about that. Like, what is my dream? Hmm. Now, if you're wondering why that's a weird question, maybe you have it figured out. But for the oppressed, our dreams become just that, dreams. That, that, that's that cloud in the sky that you can't really touch. You see it there. You know it's there. People get there. You mightn't. There's a lot happening around us right now. A lot of things happening around and to black and brown people that are quite noteworthy. I myself have had conversations with folks in, um, you know, who are, you know, really making some serious life decisions here. I mean, we have people who are having no choice but to file for bankruptcy, you know, foreclose on their house sell things that they thought they'll never have to sell. It's it's like that across the United States. And if you live here in Connecticut, it's really expensive to be poor in Connecticut. Seriously expensive. There is no room for that. 
you know, people are just trying to survive. And hence the reason, like I said, you know, be nice to each other. I, I try to share that message because, you know, I don't know if we realize how we come across sometimes. I know we want to get stuff done. And I know that we all are eager, but pause for a cause. And I'm saying that because I myself sometimes when I'm sitting collaborating with folks, I have to say, whoa, time out. We can still be nice. And that's because we all want things to get better. It's frustrating. Let me say it out loud. It's frustrating. The driving, you know, I talk about the driving all the time. The driving is not very motivating either. You know, I mean, I myself recently sat there on my way, on my way up to um, the other side of the state. And I asked myself, I wonder if people realize that those little funny looking gadgets that say, you know, indicator light, they're not decorations. <laughs> people are, you know, the driving, like you could, what I'm trying to say, probably not very well. And I'm trying to add a sense of humor to a very dismal, dismal situation is, you could feel the tension. You go into the stores, you see what's selling, what's not. It's sad when you go into those big retail stores. I don't know, like you, you know, my time, you know, lately, I'm savoring the fact that I have family around to spend time with. And in respect to our friends in Palestine, who, you know, and other countries, Africa, where that is a thing of the past, I think we should savor those interactions more. Mm -hmm. I think we need to think about how we treat each other. There's, you know, there's different ways to accomplish the task without being assholes. Like we could get it done. You don't know what somebody has going on, you feel me? That's the message I'm trying to share. And there's a lot of lies being told in our faces. I don't know about you, but <clears throat> it's been triggering watching this whole thing with Puffy play out with Cassie. It's something I've had my eye on for a minute. I myself, tune in to Miss Jaguar, right? Because I always felt that there was some, if not a lot of truth to what she was saying. Mm -hmm. Because by and large, in truth and in fact, this country enjoys watching black and brown women suffer. The untold violence that many women suffer through and survive through, you know, the stories go on and on. The way we get treated from you know, nonverbal to verbal ways, physical, not physical, however you want to classify it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. You know, I was watching a documentary recently on Victoria's Secret. <clears throat> now, I myself, like I've said to you all before, I get made fun of because I'm the no brand person. I'm very anti-brand. So I was boycotting certain places for a long time. And then it trends and then it stopped trending, if you know what I'm saying. But um, one of the brands that I never got into, and I'll give you a quick story, was Victoria's Secret. And that's because as a woman who is not um, shaped like a toothpick and, you know, a little thicker in certain areas, it wasn't a store that had clothing made for me. And then I would walk in there and I wouldn't feel included. Like I was baffled knowing that I had black and brown uh, peers who were so into it. Why do I bring that up? Because did you know that the funders of Victoria, the founder rather, of Victoria's Secret not only had a really close relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, but also 
you know, follow the dollars, guess what else he funded? Three letters, IDF. Hmm. Do your research, if you doubt me. Victoria's Secret founder and links to funding war. You'll be surprised. This is why these boycotts are so important. But to get back to it, I was watching um, a special the other day on Victoria's Secret. And it was talking about, you know, behind the curtain or however they call it. And giving some real interesting, disheartening, scary insight on what was going on behind these doors and how women were being objectified, sold and delivered. An idea developed by a man because he felt that women will feel more confident, but he's stuck right there. See, that's the thing. Sometimes people could have a good intent and thought um, but they don't see that other people aren't still at that same position, if that just made sense. So in this case with Victoria's Secret, they pioneered a way of commercialism that wasn't, you know, it was around. People were shopping using, you know, um, catalogs and stuff, but not to this degree, not to buy a lingerie, no. Mm -mm. It was bad enough. It was hard enough getting lingerie to begin with. My God, you should have seen what was there. Jesus. Christ. Mm -hmm. And for those who, you know, have whatever reasoning to, to their own, they wouldn't want to go into adult stores. They feel for whatever reason. So he comes up with this idea and he personifies what that image would look like. And guess what? It wasn't a size 16. Hmm. The advent of social media and the internet really is what will eventually cause Victoria's Secret to have to phase itself amongst other things because like I mentioned you know this guy was really close with Jeffrey Epstein I mean you don't want to know how much money was exchanged between them more likely from Victoria's Secret to this man the Victoria's Secret founder right and what's notable about that is here's Jeffrey Epstein you know, using this platform to find and groom young women. So this takes me over to Cassie now. Um, as a, you know, essay survivor myself, as someone who survived being groomed and mishandled and, you know, had to do and did unmentionable, unthoughtful things, it's a hell of a thing. And now people are trying to victim shame her. Again, America loves this and funds it too, which brings me to the point at hand. So right here in good old Connecticut, about five days after the insurrection at the Capitol, we're talking uh, January 11, 2021, Black and Brown United in Action reached out to the department, the Connecticut Department of Corrections, following up on information, which was discovered via freedom of information request, which we submitted. And it was, you know, regarding Anthony Marlack, a corrections officer. Islamophobia. <laughs> You know, this man was glorifying Islamophobia on social media. And the problem was the state was very turtlelicious, to put it nicely. They didn't give a fuck. 
Despite the complaints made by their staff and others, the state of Connecticut didn't care. And so this man went on and on, right? These posts were filled with bigotry. It violated their policy because, you know, some of what he was posting about regarded the inmates. And I mean, how is that, you know, ethical? Like, what the fuck? So here's this white supremacist who is getting paid out of our tax dollars, just so you know. Your tax dollars fund his ignorance, just so you know. Just in case you did not know, that's how that went, okay? Just in case you didn't know. And this man, you know, had no problem being the asshole that he was. And he was on the job, off the job. He demonstrated his, his ways. It was really sadistic. It was nasty. And this is someone who, you know, already embodied negative characteristics like this was someone who was blatantly racist really didn't care didn't care how he spoke to or spoke around his black muslim and latinx peers if you get my drift had some strong very 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 strong opinions in very condescending nasty ways about ramadan Mm -hmm. to the point where he would try to interfere with the inmates you know prayer time right and he would make negative condescending remarks why are we letting this happen do you feel good knowing your tax dollars funded this asshole's behavior because i could go on for days right you know <clears throat> we also found from the foyer that Mr. Marlock was using steroids for physical enhancement. Mm -hmm. And also made threats to his uh, Muslim coworkers. Mm -hmm. All of this is happening while he is on social media, sputing the arrogance and ignorance. All right. And he even made statements that parallel what was said by the Trumpets and echoed what the Proud Boys were advocating and sharing and saying, stand back and stand by. I mean, think about it. This is 2021. This happens, this letter that we wrote and sent was sent six days, what was it, five, six days after the attempted coup. I call it an attempted coup, you know, because here's, here's the problem I have here of many. I'm just going to, you know, besides the fact that this guy um, for, you know, he hung around with people who were part of the New York Hell's Angel motorcycle gang, which probably showed the flag, right? And probably, you know, shared its their uh, affiliation with the Department of Corrections. You know, they were very vocal about their affiliations, just like their peers. Because don't forget, there was a whole busload of motherfuckers who left from Connecticut to go down to uh, Washington to do all of that. So for all who think Connecticut is innocent in that attempted coup, you're wrong. 
And the fact remains, there are many people who we are yet to hear about because here's what Connecticut did. They know that there are lawmakers and those affiliated with, you know, um, policing, corrections, detention, you name it, those types of positions, military affiliations, who were on that bus, even lawmakers, representatives, high ranking, you know, people in different companies who were pro Republicans and didn't give a fuck. And they all piled up in a big old party bus from Stanford, Connecticut, from my uh, recollection. These, uh, most of these people were the same people when Trump went up for re-election, they were very happy to do a motorcade that spanned towns over. We're talking about the damn thing ended in North Haven and going, you know, the whole road, this is Route 5 we're talking about. Just imagine Route 5, Connecticut. And if you're not in Connecticut, look it up. Look for uh, North Haven, Connecticut and look all the way up past Meriden. This thing went further than that. That's how many people came out to support this horseshit. So don't think it's impossible for people like Marlac to have not just confidence in their bullshit, but support with it too. And they get protected. Whereas I could go down the line and actually tell lived experiences of people who lost their jobs, who were both government employed, part of, you know, the police department. So I have stories of people who work in the Department of Corrections. Sneeze too hard and they get written up. It's so funny when we're in these positions, right? When we're in these roles, these quote professional roles, see, because we're problematic no matter where we work. But in these roles, it's particularly egregious because we should be happy slaves to be included, you know, just so you know, just in case you forgot. And we get written up on bullshit. I mean, come on now. I know stories from people who worked at the border. Ed, I could go down the line. That's their story to tell. I'm just letting you know it's out there if you ask the question. And here's this jackass who's a proud racist, Islamophobic, transphobic, all the phobics you could think of and some you probably didn't even know existed. And not only was he proud of his bullshit back in 2021. Wait, it gets better. But wait, there's more. He gets laid off, right? So he gets laid off, how, you know, after people complain and people were mad, as, as I just shared, you know, um, Black and Brown United in action, right? We, we wrote a FOIA, we submitted a couple of Freedom of Information requests. And from that, we followed up with our email to the Department of Corrections Commissioner. And we asked questions that are yet to be answered. Islamophobia, racism is real, man. But you see, here in Connecticut, we like to study everything. We're great students. We're studying racism. We're studying housing. We're studying, studying, studying. We don't solve shit. No, 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 no. We study shit. Right? We, we use these words, diversity, equity, inclusivity, because it sounds nice and progressive. But we still retaliate more take action against more black and brown people than the white peers. Because how the fuck is it that I know people who apply to be correctional officers and couldn't even get close, black and brown people, men and women, and those who identify as other genders. And they couldn't get, and look, well, don't even get me started on that. Because God forbid, 
that you say you don't identify as binary. Good Lord, have mercy, you know, or, or non-binary. You have to pick whatever bucket they give you. Whatever they give you, if you say like, I don't want this, I want that, you know, can I have the option? We just like just run around the words. Hold on, let me double check myself. Because I, I, I'm not going to lie. For those of you who worry about getting it right, I, I fuck it up. I sometimes fuck up a gender. Just apologize. Let's move on. So I apologize. I was right the first time. The self-doubt uh, there. I just wanted to triple check myself. Yeah. We have people who, you know, if you even say that you identified outside of male or female, you're problematic. But here's this white correction officer, Marlack, who was proud of his biases. He gets laid off because the community says something, but you'll fucking hire him back. Just in case you didn't see it, we'll put the link when we publish the episode. You need to see this shit for yourself. Your tax dollars is funding that, just in case you didn't know. But wait, there's more. Hmm. So over the weekend, your friend Chris Murphy, you know, beloved Chris Murphy. Don't you all love Chris Murphy? Yeah, okay. So he got approached by protesters over the weekend. Now, let me tell you something about Chris Murphy. Your friend Chris Murphy is really vying to become a presidential candidate. So he does what every white savior does in that regard because he wants to get the support. He selects the Negroes and the Latinx folks who will get him there. I'm just throwing that out there. And so what happens is this: there's a conversation and he says, you support me, you know, I can't be in the front line. I need you all to work the crowd and get me the info so I can be successful, but I'll support you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Now, if you look the man up, Senator Chris Murphy, if he decides to do that, he claims to care about key issues. You've gone violence, healthcare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say cares because if you care about gun violence, why aren't you one of the main people advocating for a ceasefire? Hmm. So it's okay for them to be violent with guns over there, just not over here. Is that what we're saying? I just want to know, just somebody help, help me help myself. Well, the point is he was approached by protesters over the weekend and, you know, Here's my thing, just to go off topic for a quick minute. In my humble, unpopular opinion, if you're running for office and claim that you're representing the people, you don't pick when you decide to be silenced. And to me, in that position, your silence is violence. Because as a lawmaker at that level of society, you have the access and opportunity to enact a change, whereas I have to petition for it as a community member alongside my peers. Now, not trying to be the one to provoke a thought, but this white savior here, so we went from white toxicity to white saviorism with Chris Murphy. So your white toxicity is this genius, um, Officer Marillac, who incidentally, in case I forgot to mention it, after all that other shit that he did, he more recently attacked a black inmate just because he can, literally. And we have the footage. Yes, it happened. 
So who's going to protect him now? The same people he rode along with when they went to the Capitol. Anyway, back to Chris. So your white savior, Chris Murphy, loves to remind us how much he hates gun violence. Okay? You could hear the violence playing in the background. It's very emotional, right? Very thought-provoking, you know, very commercial during certain times, if you hear what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, here's a couple other key issues he claims to care about. Climate change and the environment, choice and women's health, economic security. <laughs> That's hilarious. Economic security for Connecticut families, Connecticut farms, Connecticut railroads, education. There's the gun violence, national security and policy. We're going to come back there in a second. Election reform, health care, immigration. That's hilarious. Jobs. LGBTQ equality, Long Island Sound, manufacturing. They even have nice little graphics up here too. It's really cute. Mental health and addiction, retirement security, prescription drug costs and friends. Boy, he's really in tune, this guy. Huh, Chris? Look at you, Mr. Murphy. Don't forget he wants to run for office. You know, he wants to run. He wants to move from Senate. He wants to be the next president. Let me tell you all something. If you ever talk to farmers, or you have any farmer friend or anybody who's good with planting and thing, and you see they have a good raw crop, and you see that they're doing really, really good, but you happen to notice that they're not going to be on a certain point or they, you know, they stick into something a certain way, ask them why. Let's go back to Chris Murphy. Now, politics in this country in America, you see the window dressing. Well, they should ashamed. I go say this on behalf of myself and fellow immigrants. You all should ashamed. Shame, shame, shame. I mean, you all just told them, just rant on this shit for a minute. Well, they like to talk about immigrants and how we come from third world country and all this yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? When COVID happened, right? And from immigrants who tuning in, say it with me. We didn't have to figure out how to survive without canned food, you know. Uh-oh. We didn't have to figure out how to survive without a microwave. If my, I, I actually had it happen to me where my microwave wasn't functioning and I still ate. Mm, it's a concept. We're very skilled people. Really, really, really skilled people. In our countries, when you run for office, but then again, we kind of fucked up. Wait, I'm going to back myself up. Immigrants, we fuck up, you know. And I'm saying this in particular <laughs> to my immigrant peers who hail from either South Central America or the West Indies in particular, Africa, India, of course, the Middle East, right? Well, I suppose you would consider yourself refugees. I have mixed views on that. That's the next episode, right? In terms of the interchangeability of the terms, but I guess it's tied to this, yada, yada. I get it, lecture me later. But I want to say this in particular, the statement, for my peers who hail from South Central America and the West Indies, and in particular there, because they're seeing our little third world countries, because those countries are labeled as the third world countries. We're ignorant and stupid. And all we just do is smoke weed and plant crops and I guess live in huts everywhere. I mean, that's what it does tell us, because I've had 
people ask me some real fucking interesting shit. Like, would you really ask yourself that? But that's a whole other episode. Anyways, I done tell you all. You want to see your history, follow the food. You keep thinking I'm making that up. Follow the food, especially along that channel. And take it back to Africa and then come back and tell me we're not related. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make in our countries, our little third world nations, in our little prehistoric, as you all say, countries, we don't have celebrities on a higher pedestal in society than the president. We backward and ignorant like that. You see how stupid we are? Oh my God, how stupid. So in other words, if the president of our country come out and say so is so, now a celebrity could come out and have their opinion and co-sign and ray ray, but they're not the one making the judgment call and influencing what we do, why we do and how we do, if you understand what I'm saying, right? Does that make sense? See, in this shithole, unfortunately, your celebrities have more power, place and privilege than the people you put in power. But you see, you put the celebrities there too though. Think about that for a second. Because if you didn't purchase what they have going on, if you didn't buy into their hype, who the fuck would fuck with them? You see? So that being said, right? You had to think about those things. Think about that, right? Now, <clears throat> that being said, in all little third world shithole countries, we so stupid that we hold our elected officials accountable. We fought them out. And we so ignorant and stupid in our little third world countries. We so ignorant, I've been real sarcastic, eh? We so ignorant and stupid. We just do dotish things. In my country, dotish means really, really stupid, like a whole super level of stupid. We so dotish in our little third world countries, sarcasm so separately. That if we're not happy with the systems in place, we organize and build our own and go against what we do not like. Colombia did it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like I say, do your research. Do your research. Look at these countries, these little countries that you all look down on, but you love to go on vacation too. You telling us we shouldn't be here and defining our length of stay and shit, but when you come, you just need to stay 15 minutes and you decide and what you're going to buy up. Mm -hmm. You made it harder for us to get here, but you made sure you could always get there, didn't you, America? Mm. That's a whole other conversation. So people, you see, it's different layers to this shit here. Here's Chris Murphy, who, when he need the vote, he know the white thing to say in the white time at the white place. You just hear the laundry list of shit this man's supposed to give a flying fuck about. I could count without going over two hands in my years of doing immigration reform work in this shithole state. Two hands. And I invite fellow organizers, especially in the New Haven, Hartford area, to come out and tell me otherwise. How many times Chris Murphy come out publicly and stand up for immigrant rights? Fuck wrong with you. You know many things could have been different here? 
there's no reason why Connecticut should not be a sanctuary state. That's a whole other episode. We're not ready for that, right? Well, but you see, the reason why these things are not happening here is because, again, power, place, and privilege, it always come down to those three words, you know, people. Yeah, man. Yeah, it come down to those three words. Power, place, and privilege. Now, sometimes things work and you had to figure it out and, and try again. Like, I just tried using this you know, podcasts, it, it, you know, just like other platforms is year end. So they're going to start throwing out new things and updates and all these things. You got to try it. You got to see if it, it works. And if it does, how can I make it work better? But you have to be able to fail. That's part of our biggest problems. We don't like failure. We, we hated failure. You know, else who didn't like failures? Come here. Let me tell you who else didn't like failure. Come here. Let me tell you who is. Slave owners. And you know what they used to do to these slaves when they fail? Beat the ass. So if you built yourself um, not wanting to fail, and I say that to say when Chris Murphy was confronted by the protesters and supporters for Palestine, I tried every which way to understand what the fuck the man was saying. He decided to say nothing. It looked like he was saying something, but you could barely hear what he was saying. But my point is, is that right here on your own blasted website, you put up three terms right here, gun violence, national security, and foreign policy. Right, that's one, two. I'm trying to pick it. Hold on. I'm going to pick the next one. Choice and women's health. One, two, three, that are relative to what's going on in Gaza. I mean, there's more up here. Jobs. We could call all of them. But you see the point I'm trying to make here? Why are you putting up here, Chris, that you care, but you don't give a fuck? These are just words to you. You all, come on now. My country and my people might be ignorant and whatever else, other words, adjectives, us in, 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 in the quote-unquote third world countries. Like I say, I'll call them as I know them. South, Central America, and the West Indies. We're the third, it's the third world, you know. Yeah, man. They like to talk, we don't. But yet... Our people know how, when they're fed up, what the fuck to do. They're not scared. And they will gather together. And instead of saying, well, I have to vote for this one, you know. Or, you know what, I don't like this one, so I'll go on the other side. We don't do that. She would say, fuck that and fuck that too. We're going to build this right here, right over here. Get with it or get the fuck out. We're not going to change anything if we keep recycling the bullshit, y'all. Hmm. Speaking of recycling bullshit. So, yeah, so Chris Murphy, basically stood there. He made sure to show his face and I guess he was signing. I guess he thought he was a celebrity too. I don't know. He don't impress me much. But then again, I didn't have a price tag. I don't come with a barcode, you know, and like I said to you all, we do know that he's running for president or he wants to. We do know he has recruited or shall I say selected the Negroes and Latinx people who you would have organized within the community for him. This is a fact. You can check me if you feel like it. Um, that's how he does it. So we do have, you know, the gatekeepers who look like us, who are going to, you know, advocate for him. <clears throat> now, that being said, <laughs> last uh, time we spoke, a couple episodes back, actually, to be more exact, <clears throat> excuse me, Manny Camacho was on. And he spoke about Hill House and the funds being handled by Hill House High School here in the Excuse me, I have a little dry cough. This asthma and this weather, yada, yada, yada. 
But anyway, now, <clears throat> I don't know if you said no, but you might want to, right? Because the number that we came up with was not... So apparently, Hill House High School in New Haven, <laughs> sorry, drive cough, seasonal shit. I do not have COVID, stop talking about me. But anyway, Hill House High School in New Haven, Connecticut. I can't even say this number without scoffing. Because it's disgusting. It's really disgusting. Close to three quarters of a million dollars passed through to fund, you know, different resources. We talking about school trips. It didn't, it wasn't <clears throat> for infrastructure. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was more so for resources, activities, trips, you know. I mean, I don't know about you, but collectively, that's the amount. It's different grants that floated through. These resources were never generated and dispersed. I don't know where everybody else was at, but at least here in New Haven, Connecticut, they claim that they didn't have money to do stuff. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. As far as we found out, Hill House had the money and it wasn't the only school. Look into that. Look into that. Because the last time I checked, a lot of parents and community members were demanding. I mean, here's a pet peeve for me, y'all. See, I'm a little confused. We talk about these words, diversity, equity, inclusivity. They're nice words, yes, yes, yes. We saw or should have noticed how much are by, you know, non-English speaking students suffered during COVID. That was a huge problem that nobody cared about. The students who needed special support suffered. Don't you think some of that money could have gone into resources for them too? Hmm. Maybe take the class on a little trip and teach them some, you know, Latinx history so they know about their culture, true indigenous stuff. Take them outside of the schools is bad enough to fucking ceiling at Hill House High School look like it about to fall in. But I would dare say I could think of at least five different things those funds could have gone to. And don't worry, we reached out to the city. Nobody knows. Hmm. Taking them kind of long to respond to that freedom of information request. Maybe, you know what? I know why it taken the city of New Haven so long to respond to that freedom of information request. I'm so stupid. Of course, it's going to take them a while. They got to write out all it went to, right? We don't have technology to do. We're so underfunded at the Board of Ed. In fact, we're so underfunded, not just at the city level of education. Let's talk about the Board of Regents now. So you were today years old when you found out that the Connecticut Board of Regents, somewhere next week, I want to say, hold on, let me look at my calendar. They'll come for me because they're trying to plan a meeting and I'm trying to get the info and I, I only have what I have, right? So sometime next week, I want to say between the 12th of December and the 14th, okay? 
the Board of Regents is going to have a meeting to decide whether or not this, and actually, let me take that back. It's not whether or not. How much to increase the tuition of state-funded schools? I wish I could tell you all that I'm making this up, but I'm not. Now, for those who didn't know or were sleeping under a rock when this happened, but did you know that the tuition at these schools were already increased before? Did you know that? Well, you were today's years old when you found that out. You were today's years old. You were today's years old when you found out that yes, the state of Connecticut wants to increase that tuition. Are you serious? So what's the point of the New Haven Promise program then? You just go on promises that one day we'll graduate school? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So here's the other interesting thing that you should know about that. Conveniently enough, this meeting is being kept really low key because the Board of Regents doesn't want it coming out. So whoops, whoopsies. And the call is now to get students involved. But here's a little problem here. It's also finals time. So here's a little blurb that I receive. There's an ongoing attempt by the State Board of Regents to implement several actions that will certainly impact all students at Connecticut State Universities. The Board of Regents is set to vote on what is to believe a 5% tuition increase, while the uni universities have been asked to provide efficiencies slash reduction. So in other words, they're trying to ask the schools, from what I'm reading, figure out how you could, you know, reduce your budget because they're going to do it, is what it sounds like. What this means is there'll be fewer part-time teachers, which is most likely gonna impact the offerings at these schools. Are y'all hearing this? This is what your tax dollars is going to, everything I've talked about, just so you know, in case you were wondering, right? Mm -hmm. Effectively, students would be paying more for less. So the calls is to get students tuned into what's happening and together with the professors union stand up for doing what they think is right and feel is the correct thing to do which is to you know resist this increase and protect the funding it's already high i mean we have so many young people who are not in school because they can't afford it and even not so young people like this is ridiculous right it's really expensive to be poor in the state there are ongoing discussions on how to effectively get students involved to prevent the Board of Regents from succeeding. Okay. So right now, there's calls for a round table. Right? Um, now, okay, so here it is. The Board of Regents are set to vote on this thing. December 14th. I don't have the time. I just have the date. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I would actually consider from the 12th to the 14th because these fuckers do that. They say they're going to do it today and then all of a sudden, whoopsies, we have to do it now instead of then. 
organize your people. This can't happen. What future are our children going to have? You're looking at what's happening in Gaza. Those children are being killed and having to watch their friends and family and others die. Their pets, their communities just get swallowed up. What do you think happens when education access is decreased? It's the same type of genocide, just a different way. Ethnic cleansing, my friends. Who's going to these state-funded colleges? What do they look like? I could tell you what I see when I drive by Southern. So again, the Board of Regents, the Connecticut Board of Regents is intending to increase tuition by up to 5%. They're already calling on the schools, right? To provide to them, you know, updates to their budgets, right? Um, and suggestions on how they plan to reduce fund, you know, the, the overall costs and such. So now we're going to see less teachers, probably a couple course offerings are going to get pulled back. But what we're also going to see is less and less of our young people taking that next step. No bueno. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So we have Hill House receiving over 500K, close to more so three quarter of a million dollars and doing nothing with it, deciding they'll just stare at the money, be happy that they got approved and send it back. I wonder who saw that and thought it was a great idea. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. We have the Department of Corrections, who knows and knew that Officer Marlack was, is, because it can't be was, is racist and Islamophobic amongst other phobias. Sephoyas were submitted. He made references to the attempted coup, or as others like to say, the insurrection at the Capitol. He, you know, made harassing, discriminatory remarks to his Muslim and Black peers and Latinx peers. He harassed the inmates. He just beat a Black inmate up. Like, what else does he have to do? Yet I know of Black and brown people in those roles and others who, if they sneeze too hard, they get in a one-on-one -on -one meeting, they get in written up, or they might even get laid off. Job security in black and brown communities is at all-time low right now. We have a lot of skilled unemployed and underemployed people, and nobody gives a fuck. And this motherfucker not only brandishes his arrogance very confidently, but he gets rehired. Must be nice to have privilege. Meanwhile, Chris Murphy, who on his page your good, good friend, Senator um, Chris Murphy, on his page, he puts it up there, he care about immigration, he care about this, he care about that. That man don't care what happened tomorrow morning. Because if he did, why have you been so quiet about Gaza? How many more have to die? Chris, so the gun violence over there doesn't matter. Just what you see over here that people can see you giving a fuck about because looks a little pretentious to me. Hmm. And then when all of that wasn't enough, Hill House, back to that in the money, close to three quarters of a million that could have been used to all kinds of activities to empower our young people, right? To give them some sort of hope, to help him, help them, sorry, 
feel empowered and encouraged and y'all motherfuckers saw that money, waved at it and let it go right out. Ain't that some shit? Hmm. Very interesting. And then if that didn't rock your boat enough, the Connecticut Board of Regents is gonna meet on December 14th at some point to decide most likely yes to a 5% tuition increase. I don't know if you're not mad yet, but if you're not, you need to pinch yourself and wake the fuck up because that's some real fucked up shit. All of which, no matter which way you look at it, no matter if you have your sunglasses on or bifocals, you see the phobias, you see the isms involved. Who's affected? And why aren't you mad about it? Because you need to be. Mm -hmm. We should be looking at what's happening in other spaces and places. Matter of fact, not even that. I thought we were so mad about all these different things during COVID when it mattered. Let me take my words back. What did I start off saying? America loves seeing oppression, especially the demise of black and brown people, particularly women. Tell your people out here trying to victim shame Cassie. How dare she say these things? Puffy. Ooh. Some real shady assholes sit in high spaces. Don't forget Donald Trump was actually a president. That still fucks me up, but then again. Anywho's, if you don't mind staying around, I'd like us to have a moment of silence for Palestine. Oh, Allah, show them with perseverance. Make their steps firm and give them victory over the disbelieving people. I mean, let me tell you all something. I don't know how some people survive COVID and surviving the ramifications because we're still surviving of COVID, particularly the cost of living increases because it's still going up. The inflation, the poverty, the houselessness, the joblessness, all the lessness. Take a few minutes and try to be grateful. Because you see, the Darwinism is real. And, you know, it might be the person who you think really smiling in your face, really have that knife waiting right there. So think about that. Think about who matters and why and what matters. And be grateful. It doesn't take a lot of time. Be nice to yourself. Be a little selfish. Whatever that looks like. If it means redoing your hair yourself, like I do. Or just watching bad TV for no reason. 
Take a minute. But most of all, value those who value you. And even when it's really, really hard, because it is, especially when you're stressed out, frustrated, and disappointed, because there's a lot of that for us as Black and brown people to be stressed out, tired, frustrated about. Because you're seeing the privilege being flaunted, the injustices, the inequities. How much more? Mm -hmm. I know it's stressful, but be nice to yourself a little bit, okay? And say hi to that person. Good morning. Send that text to the person you're missing or is on your mind. Share that positive post. Give somebody a hug. Laugh for no reason. We don't have to be overly critical of each other all the time. Excellence does not mean, you know, dogging people into, what is it they say? Pressure creates diamonds, that? No, no, no. Try to be nice to each other. There's a lot going on in the world. We have people being targeted on jobs while this asshole goes around abusing their privilege, his privilege rather. We have people who, you know, young people who have dreams and aspirations, but the Board of Regent wants to raise tuition and Hill House doesn't seem to give a fuck about after school, before school, even during school. It's a lot going on. I could go on and on for these. But what I want you to know is we could change these things. Don't make it a competition. We have enough people faking the shit and making it seem like what it's not to serve their purpose, such as your friend, Chris Murphy. Because you know, when the lighting's right and white and the camera's on and he could make it on all the Channel 6 news stations, he's gonna talk about immigration policy, national security, like if he gave a fuck. I don't understand how you say you're all about ending the gun violence, but somehow the guns in Gaza do shit shoot, huh, Chris? Hmm. That's very interesting. But then again, I'm an immigrant and I'm angry. A lot of other adjectives, you know. I never told you all, one of these days I'll tell you, one day, well, a little more I should say, one day some people were so busy talking shit about me to spread the rumor back to me. It's hilarious. <laughs> Gatekeeping is real, and don't think it doesn't happen, it does. Chris Murphy, that's what you're doing. You're gatekeeping things because you want to be president. Officer Malak, you gatekeep things because you like being an asshole and you get paid to do it. People, all of this stuff is funded by your tax dollars. And yet, oh yes, wait, Let me before I go on, Chris Murphy, I'm sorry, you said we're going to tax you when? Oh, funny. You didn't say that either, nor did uh, your friend, Justin Elliker. Hmm. And yeah, Justin Elliker must know about the monies Hill House received. I mean, he said he's on it, right? Hmm. I mean, it's not like the parents couldn't use the support or the kids couldn't use the encouragement. But then that's like saying that the black and brown people, young people, all people want education, so why not raise the tuition? Let's keep the shit out of every fucking thing. So if they're shoving us out enough, let's keep each other together. Be nice. Okay? This is a hard time of year for a lot of people. Look out for the signs, please. If you know somebody in crisis and you don't know what to do, try to reach out to someone who does. This is the time of year where a lot of people do things, self-harm. Some live to tell the story and some don't and some live in pain. So be nice. Well, I can't thank you all enough. 
on behalf of Black and Brown United and Action for your continued, you know, encouragement and support. Thank you so much for supporting us and the sound of Black and Brown. We can't do what we do without you. So continue to like, share, and subscribe. And thank you for bearing with me on my tech adventure here, my little test thing. I see a couple of things that I have to pay a little more attention to next time. But like I said, you won't know till you try and fail. Failure is not always bad. Okay. And some real amazing things. Well, that's all for now, wherever you are, whoever you're with. Just know you're important. Thank you for your time. Fist up, smile on peace, CJ.